Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. We can do it. Put our back into it. Mm. Mm. Let's see here. What are we doing? Um, we're doing an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. How are you, Dennis? I'm great. You fixed your internet. Sounds great. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Great. Great to tell you. Great. Oh, how'd the sleepover go? Oh, it was wonderful. It was really, it was really easy. Um, the girls, we ordered Domino's. It took forever. Uh, they ate pizza. After pizza, they did their nails, uh, which was fun. Then after that, uh, they had dessert, played a little bit, went downstairs, watched TV, and went to bed. They were asleep. They were in bed by 9.45. They were asleep by like 10.15. It was, did, they, did they watch a movie? No, they just watched um, They watched Bill Nye the Science Guy. They watched uh, this show called Monster Fish, <laughs> which Monster is on, fish. It's on Netflix. It's about big fish. <laughs> Wait, this is like the weird-looking guy who goes and hunts these monster fish, right? Yeah, kind of like. Yeah, I think that's on Animal Planet or something. Yeah, like they love monster fish and (laughs) like Bill Nye the Science Guy and like kids are weird these days. They are. I mean, this is what they. Like I was, I was kind of curious to see what girls watch at a sleepover because Mm. I remember when we had a sleepover when I was a kid, we'd watch like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, that kind of stuff. Watch Predator now, but they watched. uh, I asked if they wanted to watch a movie, and they were like, "No, we want to watch Monster Fish," and I was like, "All right." So they watched Monster Fish. They were into it. Oh, we, we also watched Clue. Oh, Clue's a great one movie. One Sleepover and uh, Transformers the movie. Okay, I can see that. Those are good ones. Yeah. Uh, Clue's a great film. Even now, Clue's a great film. But, um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to say we watched Beetlejuice a couple times. Nice. Um, yeah, it was cool. We had a, good, we had a nice time. Yeah, the, the girls were great. They were wonderful. I told Sophie it was it was super easy. It was super fun. They had a good time, so it worked out well for everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it would be a, much of a pain because, I mean, like, my Sophie's not a pain and her friend Julia, who slept over, is not a pain and they're easy to get along with. And they're, Bobby was okay the whole time? Uh, he was a little bummed out at first because he wanted to play, but they did a good job including him in everything, but it was fine. Yeah, no no problems, no problems, no complaints. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. It was wonderful. I told him they could have a sleepover anytime they'd want to. Oh, this guy, the guy who wrote this episode is David Allen Mack. He's written a bunch of Star Trek novels. Oh, I didn't know he wrote episodes also. Yeah, he wrote this one. He's, he wrote Starship Down with John Odover. He, I he see wrote, him on the Twitter machine every now and then. Yeah, he's written a lot of books. Cool. All right. He'd be writing all the time. Okay. He's making that bridal money. Getting, <laughs> getting paid in the shade, baby. Those residuals, baby. Getting all them dollars. So that means he, I wonder if he gets money for us reviewing the episode. Like, does he get money off hey, that? Hey, 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 don't say that. I mean, I don't know. We don't need people getting any ideas. No, what there. I'm saying is, like, I wonder if he gets money from people watching it on Netflix and stuff. 
I wonder how that works when they yeah. when they sell a show to you know or lease a show to Netflix or whatever. When Netflix pays for it, how does that? You know, it goes. I imagine to the production studios, but when they had their contracts drawn, there were no streaming rights back in 1995. Yeah, I guess they. So just, there's no way they could have covered this as a you know a revenue stream. Yeah, but if you uh, maybe they kind of chalk it up to. I'm willing to bet people get screwed on this. Maybe maybe they chalk it up to syndication. I don't know. You know. I'm sure those lawyers found a way. No, oh, I didn't like Screw the way you, them all. I, I didn't like the way you said that. <laughs> you wanted to throw the J word in front of that. I think. No, 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 yeah, no. It sounded like it. No, no. Even though Ben's not here, I would only do it if Ben were here. <laughs> but this episode is called Starship Down. Ferengi lawyers. Ferengi lawyers. James Cromwell's in this episode, which is cool. I, I heard his voice instantly. I was like, that's James Cromwell. He shows up in a lot of Star Trek. Like, he's in a lot of Star Trek. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, he's in a lot of stuff, period. But, yeah. Especially Star Trek. Yeah. I think I recognize him most in Star Trek because I really like James Cromwell. And it's just cool that he's he's been in so much Star Trek. Yeah. We coincidentally talked about him today at work. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Like we we're just fucking off talking about, uh, for some reason, I can't remember the name of the movie, but there's a Dan Aykroyd movie where they're like out in the boonies somewhere uh-huh. and he plays some weird judge. You know what movie I'm talking about? It's like, it's a terrible movie, but. Uh, Is it a comedy? It's supposed to be. <laughs> Is this Funny Farm? Maybe. Let's see. Let's find where is his. He's been in so much stuff on his website. They don't even have like a filmography. It's just a uh, filmography. Here we go. James Cromwell. No, he wasn't in that. I don't think. But uh, we were talking about that, and then you know how conversations go. We just start going down the rabbit hole, and eventually we landed on Ro- James Cromwell. And we talk about him every three or four months, just because we marvel at how much stuff he's been in. He's great. Yeah. No, he's not that. Um, oh, Ben's here. Oh, hey, Ben. The man, he was in The Man with Two Brains. That's Steve Martin movie. He was also in... He was in Revenge of the Nerds. Did you know that? He was the, he was the dad. Oh, oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, God, you devil. Explorers. I don't, I'm not seeing this. No, I don't think he was in that that Dan Aykroyd movie, but we started talking about that movie oh, and then okay, we, were t- okay. we were going through movies because we were like, man, Dan Aykroyd has been in some terrible movies. And we started, you know, naming the good ones that we could remember. And for some reason, we always land, whenever we talk about movies at work, we land on James Cromwell for some reason. He's great. I mean, because he's in everything. Yeah. yeah. And he's wonderful. Yeah. And he's very memorable. He's in the new Jurassic World movie, which I have no interest in seeing, but now he's in it. I'll be like, all right, I'll make you that a shot. You know, the first trailers I saw for that, I was like, uh, I don't know. And then when I went to see Infinity War, I saw the, I guess, the full new trailer for it. And uh-huh. I was like, uh, no, thanks. I'm not interested. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been James Cromwell. Hello, Jay. Hello, uh, um, Ben. Welcome. Hi. With your exploding TARDIS picture. He's been in three episodes of TNG playing two different characters. He's been in Deep Space Nine in this episode today. He's been in Enterprise playing Zephyr, reprising his role of Zephyr Cochran. So, I mean, he's all over the place. 
National Treasure. He's he's a great actor. I love him. He was great in Six Feet Under. Um, he was in Different Strokes, Eight is Enough, White Shadow, Little House on the Prairie, Barney Miller, Alice, Maud, Barney Miller. There wasn't a show that was named after a guy that he wasn't in. Um, Maud, he was in Rockford Files, Maud, um, Police Story, MASH, Three's Company, Barney Miller, Maud, Alice, Eight is Enough, Different Strokes, White Shadow. Played two different characters. On he was Shadow. in White Shadow? Yeah. He was many characters. I've never seen that show, but I know they used to play it all the time on ESPN Classic. It's about basketball. Yeah. It's like about yeah. a basketball team. Yeah. He's played one, two, three different characters on Barney Miller. He played, 1977, he played Sergeant Wilkins in the episode Group Home. Then in 1979, he played Neil Spencer in the memorable episode Strip Joint. And then in 1981, he played Jason Parrish in the episode Liquidation. Played three guys on one show. <laughs> it was the same episode, too. No, They weren't as smart back then. They just didn't care. Oh, I would love to see this episode of Magnum P.I. Uh, he played a French policeman. Ooh la la. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, Mr. Magnum, you have this beautiful house and beautiful car, but you do not have the clue that I do. <laughs> Is this where Magnum P.I. goes to France for some I, reason? I, I, like, I, I, yes. You know, usually every show back then had an episode where people go to Hawaii. Yes. But for some reason, he had to go to France <laughs> since he was already in Hawaii. Oh, bonjour, Mr. Magnum. Welcome to Paris. I see you have sampled our French halls. How do you lie? <laughs> He's been in everything, man. And he's great. I love I, James Cromwell. If you haven't seen LA Confidential, it's streaming now on Netflix. Do yourself a favor and watch that movie. Yeah. It's great. I totally forgot he was in Spider-Man 3. He played George Stacy. He played Gwen yeah. Stacy's. I totally forgot about that. Huh. I, well, didn't know, I, mean, I didn't know her Spider-Man dad was in that movie. Kind of... Spider-Man 3 is forgettable. Yeah, I knew Bryce Dallas Howard played Gwen Stacy, but I didn't remember her dad being in that. Yeah. You can't have one without the other in the modern uh, mythos. And then in what the wasn't Dennis Leary George Stacy in one of the movies? Yeah, yeah in the latest the one. Andrew Garfield one. Okay, I didn't see those ones. Oh, I guess not the latest. Because I yeah. wasn't interested. They were okay. Those movies did not interest me. That kid's too handsome to be, to be Peter Parker. Well, somebody said Toby Maguire did the best Peter, Peter. Parker. Yeah. And Garfield did the best Spider-Man between the two of them. Okay, see, I like the Tobey Maguire movies. Ah, that is, that's my that's my wheelhouse. That's my jam right there. Yeah, the kid now is pretty like, good. Yeah, the Holland kid is. Uh, I like him. I haven't seen the Avengers movie, even though I know what oh. happens because everybody doesn't post spoilers, but I kind of know what happens. <sighs> no, yeah, you don't. They, you the think memes you are do. the memes are everywhere. Yeah, the memes are everywhere. I think I know because the. The memes, man. We just yeah, need to get if we can get rid of half of the memes by snapping our fingers, everything will be better. Well, that's what happened to Jenny this week, and so now. <laughs> oh no! Go, don't say that. And so we have to go on a quest. Well, because they uh, turn to like they turn to dust, right? Like they get kind of vaporized away or whatever. When I don't he snaps. know. I know what that's you, what happened. What I've seen it. I've seen. What are, you, the, what are you talking about? I've seen all the memes. What does? Well, did you read the comic? Um. Yeah, I read uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Don't they just okay. flash out in Infinity War? I thought so, yeah. That's how I took it. Yeah. But that's not as cinematically as, as awesome as beaming out. 
Yeah. And I don't think I don't think anybody noticed. Like people just went on with their lives, right? Uh, in how, the comic, no. Oh, I thought they no. I thought people noticed. You know what? I can go back and read it. Yeah, I, let's do that right now. Let's I, go back and read it. Let's. Because uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I did not watch the episode. I saw it up until uh, Julian gave uh, Dax some kind of date rape drug and drug her into an elevator. And then, <laughs> this, then is, this is, this um, is, in my opinion, Starship Down is a is a tale of two episodes. Mm. It's a tale of two TNG episodes, actually. It, maybe. The first well, do you tell me what you're what you're implying, Dennis? Well, there's the episode Disaster, where Troy takes over the Enterprise because the ship gets blowed up or something, and uh-huh. everybody yeah. gets stuck in different parts of the ship. Yes. So it's a lot like that one. And there's another one. And I was trying to find out what episode it was, but there was like this ship stuck in the atmosphere of a gas planet. Yeah, that's with Jordy's mom. Is that Jordy's mom? Okay, yeah. That yeah, one. And the, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was kind of similar to that one too. Yeah. Kind of. When they went into the gas giant, that's the first episode I thought of was Jordy's mom. But now that you've mentioned it, disaster definitely makes sense as well. Is that yeah. the name of the episode, Jordy's mom? <laughs> yeah, Jordy's mom. Well, no, it's just through, through the whole thing. It's like, hey, uh, is that a gas giant? And then Data will jump in and be like, your mom's a gas giant. <laughs> Whoa! Burn, sick burn! That is my mom. To, to me, the episode had... She turns into dust. Yeah, oh, Spoilers. To me, I had it had like uh, remnants of Rathacon because, like, how they into the nebula. They went into the nebula and they couldn't see anything, and they were just kind of floating around and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then it also had uh, boring parts where nothing happened. Because there was cool stuff like all the action sequences in the beginning, like all the the battle, and you get you get your mouth kind of ready, like, oh, this is going to be one of them war episodes. This is pretty rad, and then. Yeah. The battle's over, and then it's just a bunch of people talking to each other about stuff. But isn't that Star Trek? Yeah. In the end like, of the day. Wait, wait, wait. This is I a mean, Star Trek episode. I mean, I guess, but I, I had my mouth ready for some sweet fighting. And We're then in the it, middle of a season, aren't we? We don't have the budget for this. And then it, basically, it's like, I got this giant battle plan. He's like, well, you can have half of your giant battle. Half? Yeah. Yeah. Half? Can, can we recycle actors and sets? Is that something that we got going on now? Can, like, do you realize this, how many B-level characters we have interacting in this episode? We yeah. really got to, you know. There's a lot of stuff happening in this episode. Like, There were a lot of extras speaking. Yeah. This is, this is the uh, episode where everybody grows a little bit, I think. Yeah. That's, that's the purpose of this episode. I believe the, other, the, the working title of this episode is Everybody Gets a Line. You want a line of dialogue? You want a dialogue? Everybody gets a line of dialogue. Let's Worf go. yells at everybody. Yep. Yeah, Worf's a real butthole, huh? But, um, but I guess he has every reason to be because they're yeah. doing their thing. The Federation Starship Defiant, they're, they have the entire senior staff here, which I found odd that the entire staff is on board the Defiant here. I mean, everybody. Well, except for Eddington. Well, he sucks. <laughs> and he's back in head, you know, he's back in ops sitting in yeah. Cisco's chair just wee, wee spinning around like cuz they're trying to figure out some kind of trade agreement. So it's almost like episode 1 of <laughs> Menace. They got a people arguing about a trade. And then two Jedi show yeah. up and it's oh. like, "Whoa, the Senate will not be happy with this." <laughs> 
it's time for aggressive negotiations. <laughs> Date rape drugs. Yeah, but um, but yes, yeah, say there'll be a starship. Is that the starship I see right today? Lieutenant Dax, you honor us with your presence. <laughs> How racially insensitive can we be in one movie? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so they're having like a trade agreement with a, a Caramine representative. Is that how you pronounce that? Car- Close enough. Caramine. All right. Uh, Karima. Karema. Karema. And his Carmine. name is Hanok. Uh, Hanok. Yeah, Carmine Falcone. Yep. Played wonderfully know, by James Cromwell. The big ragu. And they like how they try to hide. Do you think they're hiding the fact that it's James Cromwell by putting a bunch of weird makeup on? They should change his he, voice. As soon as he speaks, you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. James Cromwell. James Cromwell, everybody. Because first really I'm like, mad. man, that's a tall dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you hear the voice like, oh, that's James it's, Cromwell. It's James Cromwell. It's either, it's either Bill Walton or James <laughs> Cromwell. It's one of the two. Giant God. white guys. It would be awesome if it was Bill Walton. That would be the, that would be the worst episode ever. <laughs> He just starts going on some diatribe about saving the fucking redwoods. And he slams it down with a monster jam. (laughs) With the authority. Bill Walton. I would love to see Bill Walton in this. You know know who deserves a Nobel Peace Prize? Is the guy who had to call basketball games with Bill Walton this season (laughs) in the NCAAs. Because I watched a couple of those games, and that guy was just suffering. Yes. Well, I mean, I think Bill Walton's at the point now in his career where people – that's what you expect of Bill Walton. Yeah. Like the kind of like unnecessary – the unnecessary boisterous tone, the the weird kind of turn of phrase that he kind of – he's almost like a – he's almost like a bad person. He's like a wrestler doing like wrestling commentary. Yeah. Got that vibe to him, you know? Like Larry Zabisco, or like when <laughs> like just, they try to get too technical about wrestling. It's like, no, dude, they just want to hear three. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Bill Walton. Yeah. But whatevs. So uh, they're doing this whole thing and blah, 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 blah. And then the Jim Hadar show up and they just start blasting everybody, which is really pew, fun. Pew. The yeah, they don't even ask questions. No, they, they just, just show up and start charging their weapons right away. They just start shooting people. Mm-hmm. The that, that's kind of their job. Yeah. They just be blasting people. And they always travel in twos, it seems like, which is cool. I don't know why. But they just be blasting people. The Jem Hadar. They're like the Sith. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always two. They just be blowing shit up. And James Cromwell's like, well, I knew this was a terrible idea. <laughs> this is, this is yeah. awful. I shouldn't have been here. Told you it was going to happen. This is my fault. Shouldn't have listened to the Ferengi. I thought it was kind of funny, though, how he's laying out, hey, you know, the fe- we don't we don't appreciate doing business with the Federation. You guys charge us too much taxes. Yeah. <laughs> There's this 4% charge for this and 6% for this. And the whole time Cisco's looking at, at uh, Quark like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you know, Quark's guy. I mean, that's how Quark does business. They should have known that when they let him get involved. Yeah. Why would they have? The, why would the Federation have him negotiating? <laughs> yeah, like, and and why wouldn't the Federation read the freaking contract? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, our lead negotiator will sign it. Who's that? Quark. What? <laughs> Quark of Varanganar. <laughs> Don't we have a warrant for him somewhere? Are you sure yeah. you guys want to do even Cork is probably I mean <laughs> That name sounds real familiar. <laughs> yeah. No, you must be thinking of Schmork. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Gork? <laughs> Bork? Zork? 
I'm clearly Quark. Oh, I, I just finished playing Zork. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah I just love, I love, I don't know, Quark's just wonderful. And it, yeah. the more Quark, the better is what I say. Yeah. But yeah, somebody definitely fell asleep at the wheel and they just let Quark run all the negotiations and contract writing for this deal. Yeah. I guess he did such a great job with that Tulaberry wine franchise that he set up. That <laughs> he's the go-to guy for the Gamma Quadrant. Hey. Well, didn't uh, that was one of the things that uh, the Grand Nagus when he was here last, right? Yeah. Was... But you know one thing about the Grand Nagus? He's not in the Federation. <laughs> like, why the Federation relying on the Ferengi to negotiate for him? They don't make any sense. Well, no, because well, that's the thing is that the Grand Nagus has pretty much secured the the as far as trade. He's pretty much locked in, you know, the Delta Quadrant, yeah, I mean, the Ga- yeah. Gamma Quadrant for the Ferengi now to be the go-to people for the Alpha Quadrant. Pretty yeah. much any trade you do, you go through them. But I guess yeah, another thing I don't understand is so does the Federation have money, and just Earth doesn't? Well, the how the hell are these people profiting if, if we're not paying any money? The, the Federation, I, I think I, there was a thing I read where it was like they, they give um, stipends for the people who are out on the fringe. So the Federation obviously is aware of money. So like the local currency or whatever it is. Right. And so we will, you know, and we, we have enough stuff, resources or whatever that we can trade, that we set up these, these deals where we can uh, – can you know be mutually beneficial to both groups that's nice Riker just gets a a brothel value card yeah this is good for something right yeah my mom got it for me for my birthday is this good for around the world (laughs) well it's you know some of the theories you know that's that's what they call with the federation credits you know you, you just you know it's either like energy credits or whatever Take me to the rise of steam and cream. <laughs> right this way, sir. Yeah. My God, it has three barber poles. <laughs> the William T. Riker <laughs> steam and cream. <laughs> Indeed. It's got two shirtless statues of Riker out front. One with a beard and one without it. I think it's the statues of him from Angel One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, of course. The nipple exposed. Yeah. And he's like touching it. He squeezes it, though, nipped. Yeah. <laughs> that that natural one hand, sweater he's got. The other hand disappears into his robes. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> On the next episode of Star Trek Under the Robe. <laughs> I'm so horny right now. Oh? That's right. You heard me. Don't blow up our starship. Just go through the robe. Just go through the robe. <laughs> through the robe. Beyond the, the or- beyond the orange robe, there lies Riker. Riker's wiener. <laughs> the Riker expanse. Dun, 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 dun. Beyond Matt. Oh, go ahead. I love Riker. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Riker. I'm so glad he's directing episodes of The Orville. I don't watch that show, so I don't care. Yeah. Oh. He's also directing episodes Did of they get Discovery. Renewed? Yeah, yeah, Discovery and uh, it was like within a week or two of each other they announced the renewals for Discovery and Orville. Yeah. Mm. You'd know this if you listen to my podcast, The Wilbur. Wait a minute, I thought you were doing a Lost in Space podcast, you, Ben. Ben, you got you to yeah. post these podcasts of yours somewhere so Lost we can listen to them. <laughs> I, I do The Wilbur where we watch and discuss every episode of uh, The Orville. 
And then I do Lost in the Sauce, where uh, Mark Twain, Bill Clinton, and I saw that. Uh, Jim I Argyle discuss yeah. uh, Lost in Space. I responded that awesome. to that tweet, and I never got a, I never got a response back. I you thought you didn't get the link to the, uh, to no. the show? I mean, I, we're uh, friends, Ben. I, if I tweet at you, I would expect a response. Don't come at me if you don't want to combat me. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I did watch the first episode of Lost in Space, though. Oh my god, it gets so much better. Like the well, I, that's I, a, I was, you know, for the first eighty uh, percent, I was like, okay, it's okay. I don't see what everybody was talking about. And then mm-hmm. my girl Parker shows up. I love Parker. Yeah. she's great. My critique. And did I see that? Is Selma Blair in this too? Selma Blair. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her. Maybe it's something else. I thought I saw something where she was in it. Why does that name sound familiar? Though? She was in Hellboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. She yeah. is? Okay. She mm. is. Yeah, I think second or third episode she shows up. Cool. It's a dynamic duo right there. I love Selma yeah. Blair. I, I, I knew the name sounded familiar, but once you said that, because when I watched the episode she's in, I was like, oh, it's is that the chick from Hellboy? Is that James Cromwell? <laughs> so I thought you said you didn't watch it past the first episode. I, I didn't. didn't. Oh. Yeah. Okay, then never mind. But uh, I, I have a strong opinion on it mm. that uh, John Robinson's not in this series at all. Like from the classic series, that that the 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 character that we knew then. I think the mom on here is great. The kids are great. I think Will Robinson great. The dad is more like what I would have imagined uh, Don West would have been. Yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, d- the, da- yeah. the dad's a, like a Navy SEAL, combat trained, all this stuff. It's really weird dynamic going on in the family yeah. right now. Right, and it, it gets better. But the dad, for me, is you know, in the gay? series... <laughs> it gets <know> better? <laughs> yes. Spoilers. Hashtag. But, uh, well, you know, June is Pride Month. But, uh, yeah, no, but the dad, uh, in the series, you know, that he, he was always more of a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. And doctor. And then, and then the other thing though, is that Don, which I don't know, have you met Don West yet? Yeah. Yeah. He's in the series, but he comes out for me at least a little bit more like classic Smith, like with more of a what's in it for me attitude. Huh. Okay. But then when Parker Posey shows up, um, her version of Dr. Smith is fucking Satan. Yeah. And not, not like Satan, I'm going to destroy your soul and your homes and blah, blah, blah. But Satan in like, I'm going to slowly weave this thread of doubt into your brain and then make bad things happen. Okay, because... Um... Yeah, because I haven't even, because in the original series, there's the family, and then there's, like, the military dude. And I know, yeah, and I noticed, like, right off the bat, they kind of combined the role of dad and military dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. But that, that since you say that Don shows up later in the show, that's yeah. going to yeah, be... I'm not, I'm not that familiar with the old show, yeah. and it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't, I don't watch, you know, Antenna TV or MeTV or whatever, so I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in a while. So. Yeah, because on the show, on the original, there was the family and then, like, the military guy. 
So yeah. like the, the family were indeed like a family of scientists and he and the, and Don was like the muscle. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Now in and this one. Yeah. Oh, so he was like the, uh, the, uh, Matthew LeBlanc character from yeah. the movie. Yes. Yeah. I never, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So it's a little different, but yeah, because that's the one thing I noticed is like, where's the other guy? But and I guess there's they- Easter eggs all through this thing where like, um, what is it? Uh, Don West rescues another uh, survivor, whatever. Mm-hmm. And her last name is Goddard. And the original Don West was played by Mark Goddard. Mm, I wouldn't uh, even know that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a character whose name is Joan Harris. Yeah. And the original Dr. Smith is, or Jessica Harris or something like that. But the original Dr. Smith's name, where the actor who played him was Jonathan Harris. So you have, they've, they've snuck the original cast's little, you know, tidbits about them, or not them, but into like background character names and stuff like that. So it's kind of, it's cool. Yeah, and the the original series is great. Like I like Lost in Space a lot. It took well, a there's a there's a there's a scene where something really wow happens. You know, and you're like, oh my god, they're not going to make it. And then when they do make it, in the background, it builds up, and it's the the classic theme. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And do you know who wrote that original theme? Uh, wasn't it John Williams? It was indeed John Williams back when he was doing TV. Yep. Back then he was Johnny Williams. Johnny Williams. All right. Johnny. Johnny Sex Williams. <laughs> let's get back to, uh, we can talk about Ben's podcast later uh, for, you do one for yeah. Lost in Space and I forgot the other one. What's the other one that you do? Oh, the Wilbur where I the watch Wilbur. discuss episodes yes. of the Orville. Yes, the Orville. But now we're talking about uh, those are both in pre-production right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in pre-production. There's some. We, meat. We, we've we've got several in the can. I, I also have one uh, that I call Dick Trek uh, <laughs> that uh, I I watch and or I listen to and uh, discuss episodes of Dork Trek. Oh, I would love to be a guest on that. Yeah, I think that would be a pretty good show, actually. Yeah. And I, I started with episode one, and you know, I didn't, sh- I didn't show up on Dork Trek until episode three, so the first two episodes were pretty quick. It was like, yeah, these were lame, and then, <laughs> you know, so Ugh. oddly enough, all all the episodes I'm on, uh, or where I talk for more than ten minutes per, per fifteen minutes of of airtime so all the ones you're on then i'm trying to think of the equation for that can you can you give me an example of that ben equation maybe write it down well i I do a quarter like i i look at a quarter hour of audio okay right and i mark that and then i go back and i listen and if i talk for at least 10 minutes of that 15 minutes then the rating goes up okay that's fair enough okay see i do the exact opposite when i listen to dork trek if i hear my voice too much i go Mm -hmm. you're just talking entirely too much bob please be quiet so i try to dial it back a little bit i've heard several people compliment your uh the dulcet tones of bob uh they uh, most of the time like when people when i do read reviews of the episode like you guys get like jenny's funny um, you guys know a lot about Star Trek and I get like Bob, Bob's got a lot of enthusiasm, <laughs> which, is, which is cool. I'm like the rah, rah, rah guy, which is which One is thing I will say from a technical aspect about our show that I like is we all have different voices because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many shows I've listened to where I can't tell who's talking. Yeah. 
So it's, it's, it's good that we sound different. Well, you know, I've worked on my voice sounding differently from yours for a long time, Dennis. I don't know yes. if you're aware of that. My well, actual, our pillow talk has, yeah. you know, helped in that well, My actual natural speaking voice, Dennis, when I'm not recording podcasts, sounds just like you and Ben. That's funny because mine sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is odd because, you know, I do indeed sound exactly like Argyle. Yes, which is, and, uh, we did get a, uh, a notification on the Patreon about Argyle. Some uh, one fellow was not pleased. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, did not enjoy Argyle, which I thought was hilarious. No, I'm, I'm curious what was said. I'm just you know because I don't see the Patreons. And let me I, I would, uh, hang on, hang on. I'll get it. From I would you. love to hear that critique. So I'll I get what, what was this from? Uh, this is from Patreon, from the Argyle episode that you weren't a part of. Uh, were you a part of Dennis, you were there for the Argyle. No, you weren't there. No, for you the Peg, Peg Pegerson one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, this is from Chris on Patreon. Whoever thought <clears throat> it was a bad <laughs> idea for Ben to do a quote-unquote funny voice for all of episode <laughs> 275 should get kicked in the nuts. That was the exact wording of that. Wait, wait. He said whoever thought it was a bad idea? No, whoever thought it was a good idea. You're hearing what you want to hear at that point. Oh. <laughs> whoever, whoever thought it was a good idea for Ben to do a quote-unquote funny voice for all of episode 275 should get kicked in the nuts. That was from Chris I, I, on Patreon. I, I did not think that that was a funny voice. And then this is from Thomas about the last episode we did. Thomas would like to know, how much do we need to donate to the Patreon to get Dennis better internets? <laughs> the answer, well... You can still donate. <laughs> We're still taking donations. <laughs> but I think that problem's been resolved. And then uh, Gary uh, posted on Patreon, I started listening to this week's show on Rejoined. It would be good to get Jenny and Ben to comment when they can. Great job, Bob and Dennis. Mm, I'd like to get Jen and Benny to come too. <laughs> comment, Dennis. Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. if people would like Regardless. to meet us um, – all it takes uh, is to buy a, a weekend pass to Tidewater Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, yeah. and then to make a five hundred dollar donation to the Patreon, <laughs> and I will be uh, happy to meet with you at the McDonald's down the street from Tidewater Comic Con. You have to buy us food. Though. That's the boy. yeah. You got to buy me five hundred dollar donation to the Patreon, and then buy me breakfast. I will and say, please, you- please, nobody make a five hundred dollar donation to the Patreon because we made a lot of commitments. That I don't think we can keep up with. <laughs> no, no, this is a specific, this will be you know specific for oh one time. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a one time. This isn't this doesn't uh, stack with other offers. Okay. Um, now breakfast will consist of you buying me the uh, the the large orange juice. Mm, large orange. Oh, That's a lot of sugar. The, the Tropicana. The the no no I want the one in the cup. No. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of sugar, though. I'm gonna and say. I and and uh, since most of the breakfast stuff there is not uh, even remotely kosher, uh, the uh, the if they still make the chicken biscuits, the fried chicken biscuit, uh-huh. and then I will sit there and you, you, let you. You eat kosher now? I'm moving that way. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah, got the kitchen set up, so I, I don't let I don't bring trays in the house. So you don't you don't bring what in the house? I, I don't bring unkosher stuff in the house. Oh, okay. And I got my kitchen all set up and shit like that. How do you have to set up a, a kosher kitchen? Um, there's a lot of fire and boiling water involved. Huh. Um, all right. And then you've got to keep all your meat and dairy separate, so it's just easier not to bring too much meat in the house unless it's kosher meat. Now does does the meat have to be blessed by a rabbi or something? 
Oh no, see that's the thing. People always think that with kosher that it's 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 blessed. It's supervised to make sure that all there's like a oh, okay, million yeah. rules about how that's you like, treat that's the like animal. If something's halal or not. It. Yeah. Yeah. Very close to that. And uh, there's like a big argument if if we can like if you're in a pinch if you can eat halal and have it count. I don't think so. But halal only – no, it doesn't. And halal, though, that's only for meat products, right? Well, halal or, is like a general term for anything that's permissible. But okay. We, so I much, mean, you okay. can say, okay, this is halal meat, you know. Okay. So, so you can just say it and that's all it is? <laughs> no. No, I mean like if you're class – like certain – like doing things, it's things are either halal or haram. Okay. And haram things are bad things, like playing with right. yourself. <laughs> But good things like, you know, praying is halal, eating the right kinds of meat that's been overseen by, you know, the prepared the, the proper way is halal. It's just kind of a general term. I mean, my thing, like when I was in Baltimore, uh, there was a, uh, what, a falafel stand that was halal. Halal falafel? Halal falafel. Halal falafel. a lot of sound I, in the back of your mouth. Yeah. I, I, I felt better eating that than if I had gotten something else, you know? So it's one of those things where it's like, eh, we're cousins. I can, I can, you know, that yeah. I can deal with that easier. But, um, yeah, so I'm slowly moving away from, uh, and like eating beef, uh, at restaurants. I'm moving away from that. So I'm sticking mainly with chicken and fish and pretty okay. soon the chicken will have to go. All right. Yay. And then I can start losing weight. Because we have zero kosher meat here. You're going to have to exercise too, though. So No. That, you can't just eat. No. It's a no. combination of both, friend. No, no. I, I, will, then I, will, I will just stop eating. <laughs> it's not, that's not going to work I, either. That, that'll work if I At don't eat. At the very eat. least, just roll in your bed a few times yeah. every day. Just masturbate I mean, get your heart rate The up. steady stream that of grinder too. hookups that I've been having lately seem to have been helping. So grinder <laughs> hookups. <laughs> Well, they took away Craigslist, so I had oh, to does that. Grindr still actually exist, or oh, has it all migrated <laughs> oh, to no, Tinder? It's, it's it still exists. Trust me, my friend. Oh, I That's, didn't know if they just combine them with no, Tinder. No, Grindr for uh, homosexuals. For gays. Okay. It came first. Of course right? it did. They take well, everything from the gays. <laughs> I don't know who came first on. Grindr. Oh, hey now. <laughs> hey. Same time. This, I don't know you, man. Same time. This conversation's getting hot. I gotta, we got to change the subject. Woo. Let's talk about Stevens and Carlson, who might be homosexual. Stevens and Carlson? <laughs> Those are guys in the episode. Stevens is one I of the guys. I thought the one guy was a Hispanic dude. Still, that's Munez. Yeah, that, his name, uh, he reminded me. Have you ever seen the movie Goal? No. It's about this American kid, Santi Munez, who gets signed to play for Newcastle. Oh. <laughs> And that's what the first movie's about, his rise to fame at Newcastle. And okay. then the second movie, he gets uh, signed to Real Madrid. Oh, wow. It's like the, uh, the first movie ends at the FA Cup. They're playing against Arsenal. And then okay. the second movie, I think they're playing Arsenal again or something. But Nick Cannon's in that movie. <laughs> and really? he's, he's the star striker for oh. Arsenal. Are you sure this movie's not... Uh, this isn't like uh, the English version of Rookie of the Year or something like now, that? Well, this is a, a FIFA official movie that they put out several years ago. I know like me and Mike Powers, we used to watch it and like talk about it all the time. That's funny. Santi Moon is. 
<laughs> now, are, are there a lot of soccer movies? No, these are the only two that are officially sanctioned. And there's a lot of real players that show up in the movies because of that. It's like when they have Real Madrid, you know, Ronaldo and uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Just a lot of those guys show up. Now, um, I mean, we we have a baseball clique at work and we were trying to name all of the baseball movies. Not like like baseball related, but that have like MLB – Actual you know, teams in, in the in, well, at least MLB teams in the in the okay. okay movie. So Naked Gun, Angels uh, in the Outfield. See Naked Gun, we did not. Nobody thought about Naked Gun. Naked Gun is, is that? It's not a baseball movie. That's yeah, that's just they, they were in it. Yeah, like a baseball yeah, movie. Know, for me, like for me, me, once Enrico Palazzo shows up, it's a baseball <laughs> movie. <laughs> but we we did Angel both hey, versions Enrico of Palazzo. Angels. And then we argued about uh, the Jackie Robinson story. I love that line so much. <laughs> hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Uh, it's a great movie. Naked Gun is the best. I love it when he starts calling the strikes. Strike! Yeah. I could literally, I could just watch the last 20 minutes of that movie and be yeah. happy. The baseball stuff is great. I love that. I love that <laughs> <laughs> when he's got him bent over the couch. Yeah, and the guy comes in and says, oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> the umpire saved the queen. Uh, yeah, Reggie Jackson's in that one. Yeah. yeah. I must I kill must the queen. Kill the queen. <laughs> some, some great acting right there. Yeah, that's a good movie, man. Naked Gun's classic. But yeah, not a baseball movie, though. No. Because then you could also say it's like an opera movie because <laughs> you take it where you can get it. I mean, you know. It's hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> um, I, I like how that's Dennis's dog whistle. If you just want to make Dennis laugh, just say it's Enrico Palazzo. It has a hundred percent return. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, not a baseball movie. I imagine they have to have soccer films in England. We just don't know about them because we don't yeah. see. I was going to say, do, do they have non FIFA? Because are all of our baseball well, There's movies... like the one, Sylvester Stallone's in one. I think it's called. <laughs> really? Gray or something. Yeah, they're in a, in a World War II prisoner of war camp. Oh. And they play yeah, but... a game. It's like the longest yard, <laughs> except it's soccer with Nazis. Yeah, but that <laughs> yeah. really happened, though, didn't it? Where, like, they I think so, yeah. So the yeah. Germans and the English could play soccer against each other? Well, and, I think like, that's like World War I. They did something like okay. that. And I know there's like Green Street Hooligans, which is a movie um, about, I think, West Ham supporters. Hmm. That, that... Yeah, there's Damn United. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Sheehan's in that. But um, I think what's his name is in Green Street Hooligans is um, uh, Frodo Baggins is in that one. I want to say Frodo. I want to say it's about. Let me. Oh, this is a recent movie. Yeah. Who's Frodo? Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Oh, Elijah Wood. That's right. Because I, I I just watched uh, the behind the scenes from Black Panther, and uh, what's his name? Elijah Martin. Wood's in there. No, but uh, Bilbo was really behind the scenes. <laughs> young Bilbo was in it. Okay, and, Green Street uh, Hooligans is a British American independent film about football hooliganism in the United Kingdom. Elijah Wood, Charlie Hunnam, um, a college student. That guy's from Newcastle. Falls in with the violent West Ham football firm, run the Green Street elite. There you go. So this is a movie. now is is Elijah Wood? He's American, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, so does he just put on a British accent for that? No, he's a he's an English kid. I mean, he's an American kid. Okay. He and plays then an American. And there's the Green Street to stand your ground. And then, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> there's Green <laughs> <Street> Three. <laughs> Beat me to it. So yeah. <laughs> Green Street Three, stomp the yard. Yes. I said these. This is about West Ham supporters, which I've seen enough about West Ham to realize that that indeed. Yeah. I mean, East End of London. You know. Yeah. That's where uh, Donna Noble's from. Yeah, you know she's a West Ham supporter. Your big West Ham supporter is Russell Brand. That makes a lot of sense. Also, um, I'm out. Big West Ham guy. Stop. All right. I, I don't. I don't like him. I don't like him either. I love his he's, face. He's, he's he's dirty. Yeah, that's part he's, of his charm. No. Nah. You guys would I have a one night stand with him? Absolutely. What I want like a long term relationship. That's a white thing. Don't. That's a white thing. Only white people like Russell Brand. Really? <laughs> I have to, I have to put that on the poll. He, he's just a. He's just. I'm, a, I feel a, pretty confident about that statement. He's just a, a dirty person. <laughs> I like Russell Brand. I think he's funny. Okay, we'll have to put that on the poll. I 100% disagree with what we just said. All right. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't think he's funny. All right. <laughs> We'll have to figure that out. Maybe we'll put that on the poll. Is Russell Brand a white person thing? Or do non-whites like Russell Brand? Is that a better way to phrase it? (laughs) Non-whites? In general. Yeah. All right. But I'm sure there's a few stragglers here and there. Do non-whites enjoy Russell Brand? The comic stylings of Russell Brand. I think he's charming. I just think he's a very greasy person, and I don't like him. Take I was so confused when Katy Perry married him. I was like, really? He must have a huge pain. And wasn't he in that uh, that Saving Douglas Silverman or not? Uh, what was it? Uh, the exactly. one that got from, a bunch of movies confused. The guy from the the guy from the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's in Forgetting, forgetting Sarah, Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Forgetting, it's a, yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah I bad. saw it and I can't remember it. Because when I started watching that new NBC sitcom starring Ted Danson, uh, The Good Place. And then he's also in, um, in Get Him to the Greek, which is the same guy. He's playing the same stoner, weirdo, rock star dude. Well, it's, this, it's the same exact guy? I think so, yeah. I think So I think is, uh, what's that fat kid's name? Um, yes. Sam Hill? No. Yes. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Because yes. he's in both movies, but he's playing a different character, right? Yeah. Pro- I don't know. Because he's a waiter in the first, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hang on. I want to say. The waiter who's fucking in love with Russell Brand. I can't remember that guy's name for some reason. Uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Yeah, go. Sam Hill. Sam? What are you talking about? Jonah, Sam, same thing. What in the Sam Hill? What in the world is happening? What in the Jonah Hill? Spinoff, yep. Get Him to the Greek is a spin-up follow-up to Forgetting Sarah Marshall. The film was released in June 4th, 2010. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Russell, no Russell Brand reprises his role as Aldidius Snow, while Hill plays an entirely new character. Yeah, but it's Mila Kunis topless in it. Oh. Uh, I don't think she's in it. I heard Get Him to the Greek is really good, though. Mm. I like it. It, it features uh, Russell Brand, so I'm out. I love Russell. You guys are crazy. M- MP Diddy. What is? So I'm, du- I'm doubly Ooh, out. Gosh, I like him too. <laughs> what is wrong? Take that. Take that. Take that. 
What is wrong <laughs> with you guys? You guys are clearly dicks. No. Clearly dicks. No, he's no good. Nah, I want to talk about the episode now. He's, I, just don't want to, I don't want to talk about him anymore. He's vegetarian, <laughs> Russell Brand. Good for him. Uh, he was Noel Gallagher. Oh, good for you. He was Noel Gallagher's best man at his wedding. No, oh, that's why you like him. I mean, I, I just like Russell Brand. I didn't even know that. Wait, wait, wait that. which the, you said I wasn't paying attention. The guy Noel with the pumpkins? Huh? The guy with the smashing watermelon no, 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 the no, hammer? Him. I'm, this is the Oasis guy. All right, I'm not familiar. Okay. I'm, but anyway, let's get back to Star Trek because we've we've digressed quite a lot here. Yeah, way too I, far, I'm, if you ask me. I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to shut up and let you guys talk about it because we've we've gone past everything I've seen in the episode. Now. Oh, you, I mean, there's, you don't really miss we much. We we haven't even gotten to the title credits yet. <laughs> I know, I, like I said, I they, far right. The ship got exploded, and then a bunch of stuff happens. Nah, I, I got not. to the exploded. That was yeah. it. And then, like, then, like, they kind of pair off in twos where Worf is hanging out with Jay, not Worf, but um, Quark is hanging out with James Cromwell. Worf is being kind of a dick to everybody. Um, Kira and Kira's trying to keep Cisco awake because he got a concussion. Um, yeah. Ju- Julian and Jadzia are stuck in an elevator together, and I think they may have had sex. Um, She'll never know. But that's off camera. I think it's off camera. <laughs> Because Julian, yeah. Julian's being kind of creepy, but not really. But then he gets a little creepy. Dr. Cosby, paging Dr. Cosby. He, well, he says something that's just Well, I quite, had to stop her coughing. Yeah, he says something <laughs> that's just quite odd. Because, like, she's there. She's scared and cold. And, like, they start huddling up together in a corner. And Julian thinks this is a great time to tell her that, like, I used to have this fantasy where we were trapped in a runabout together. And that's because that would be the only way we got to know each other or whatever it was just real odd that's all. but i i totally yeah. did not set this cataclysm up yeah by planting <laughs> explosive charges in the ship's hull They're like, then, how did the jemadar know we were here and then the conversation gets a little more awkward because like you know jadzia tells him well you know i didn't like you at first because you came on too strong and yeah. then julian's like well then i just gave up but i think you like me chasing you and it's like this is just a weird conversation they're having in this elevator I thought we were past this with their relationship anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think it is, but I think he's like, hey, you know, he's kind of putting it back out there. Like, yeah. if you, I mean, if you're interested now, I, I'll still do you. If you're DT, if we're going to die here, yeah, and you want me to put it in you, I will totally. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't try the, uh, oh, I don't want to die a virgin. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> the holodex count? But yeah, so it was just, yeah, because I thought they were much further past this in their relationship too. But like, yeah. it's just weird how it just kind of came up again where Julian was like, oh yeah, you know, you like, you liked me chasing you. And now that I'm not chasing you, you're set, you're bummed out about it or whatever. And I was like, this is odd. And I was, I was happy when that part was over. <laughs> like I was genuinely like, shoof, woo, that's odd. Yeah. It's almost like he was negging her. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was really weird. Because again, you you would think you know sleazy weird Julian is over, but nah, he's still in there somewhere. No, nope, he's always there, just right under the surface, yeah. waiting for his yes. chance to strike. And then like Worf, Venom. Worf is being a real dick to everybody. Yeah, Worf is being a real dick. Sex Venom. Oh yeah, he does. He got the long tongue. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, Worf's being a real dick to everybody. You know, Brian's like, hey, man, why don't you stop being such a dick to everybody? And Worf is like, okay. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, the ship's about to fucking collapse on itself. Yeah. Like, now <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got to give the orders around here. Yeah, now yeah. is not the time to be all like, okay, let's kill him with kindness. Well, if you dudes yeah. want to get to it, you can sure fix it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is like his response to the Troy episode. Because, like, for weeks after that, he, he kept saying to himself, well, you know, if I'd been in charge on the bridge, I would have. Well, now he gets the chance. Yeah. I think Warp was very capable. Like, he went mm-hmm. down because they lost power on the bridge after the explosion. Um, and then they – because the ship gets attacked, but they launch a probe, and the probe explodes the the Jem'Hadar ship. It just kind of – I don't understand how that happened. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. Well, they modified some of that probe with a quantum torpedo That's right. something. There you, there something. you go, with like a nuclear warhead or some crazy yeah, – They, they like, tech the tech. Yeah, they yeah. tech the tech. There was, there was a little bit of tech teching going on in this episode. This is definitely, yeah. this is definitely a tech techerson episode. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do some teching. Word, we want to tech. Let's tech. All right, we're teching. So, yeah, they were teching all over the place. Hey, Extra, can you speak some tech? I tech can. Am I going to get paid for it? Yes. The tech, 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 tech. <laughs> well, the phase users even... were misaligned. So uh, <laughs> you go to the uh, deflector shield. And, uh, the phase of arrays. How yes. much is that worth? Yes. <laughs> Quantum torpedo. That's You're hired. Ten, that's 10 bucks right there, kid. <laughs> we pay scale. <laughs> hey, congratulations. You're in the Actors Guild. Woohoo! <laughs> Winning. Yeah, but they, yeah, there was Your name is Stevens. <laughs> but I'm Hispanic. Okay, then you're Munoz. Munoz. <laughs> Ramirez, fix that track. I thought I was Munoz. <laughs> Whatever. It, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not yeah. showing up ever again. Don't worry about it, buddy. And then James Cromwell and, uh, and, uh, uh fucking Quirk. my mans and them are sitting together. Quirk is really like, he is persistent. Well, he's a businessman. That's what he's trying to prove. Yeah. You know? Get the lobes for business. He's like, you got the lobes for business and the cock for sex. Yeah. But then James, he's just striking out. Jim Crumb's like, nah, I ain't into that. Yeah. We don't do we don't you, do it that way. You cheated way. me. You cheated me. You don't do it that way. We don't like being cheated. We don't do that. Our business practices are sound yeah. and, mm. and moral. And Quark is like, you're a fucking dickhead, basically. <laughs> like that's the way this <laughs> conversation goes. Yeah. But then I guess the Jem'Hadar find them. They blow up one ship. The second Jem'Hadar ship finds them, and they shoot a fucking torpedo at the Defiant. And the tor- well, yeah, they, they, I guess I guess the Defiant ship just started shooting torpedoes out into the planet because yeah. they didn't see the ship, but they just saw these little two small things heading towards them, and they figured out at the last second <gasps> torpedoes. And they kind of turned into it. Which was almost like what happened in Red October, yeah. Red October, yeah. where like they they sped into the torpedo, which caused its timing mechanism to blow up. Yeah, they hadn't armed yet. Yeah, they hadn't armed yet, and the same thing happened here, where they turned into it, which makes sense because this very much has like a hunt for Red October um, yeah. of kind of you know submarine movie vibe to it. They turn into it and just get stuck in the wall, and James Cromwell and fucking quark decide to disarm the torpedo because who's more qualified on that ship than the two of them well nobody's gonna get there i mean they're they're basically cut off from the entire rest of the crew couldn't couldn't you just like put your foot up against it and like shove it back out into space nah ben this thing was really 
just wedged in. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, I didn't, didn't see the episode, so I'm, I'm like, you know. It's okay. Maybe put your shoulder into it and just kind of nudge it. Well, no, well, they get. The, I mean, get, these aren't the two strongest people in the room, Cork and this yeah. long, skinny dude. They get the bright idea to disarm it, and then James Cromwell sees it, and he's like, oh, I know this torpedo because this is the kind of torpedoes we sell, and Cork hits him with, well, I thought you guys didn't rip anybody off, and this clearly yeah. is faulty. And so they kind of have like a moment there with each other, and then Cork pulls out the correct mechanism from the torpedo, and then they fucking suck each other off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you really kind of have to after that kind of tension. <laughs> it was really hot. James Cromwell was like, oh, man, that was so exciting. And Cork was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. You, you ever got head from a guy with sharp teeth? Knock, 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 knock. Knock, 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 knock. Chow down, bro. Nong 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 nong. One seventy eight. Nong 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 nong. And then um yeah, then everything just kind of works out because they blow up. They like Worf rigs some weird phaser and. Well, because he had to give the engineers something to do, a yeah. problem to solve. So he's like, "I need a weapon. Make me something that can blow them up." <laughs> <laughs> Throw the warp core at them. Can- <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked. <laughs> Don't launch it at them. Throw, open the open the airlock and throw it. Yeah, he just stands on top of the Defiant, holding the warp core. Just heave it. Come at me! I'm here. Come at me, Jim Hadar. Warp's original plan was just to throw Munez at him. Just open the fucking. <laughs> yeah. This guy sucks. Yeah. No, he's, he's just going to give a, a phaser hey, rifle. Stevens too. He's going to take he's going to take a phaser rifle and give to Stevens and a phaser rifle to give to Munez. And then he's going to grab him by the collars and just like spin around helicopter style as he jumps off of the Defiant while they're firing. Like Petey Pop. <laughs> Petey Pop. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to twist him around his head like a helicopter. Take your shirt off. Spin Munoz around your head like a. <laughs> this one's for who? This one's for who? Steve, Vince, and Cousin. <laughs> I really have to go back Bring to the home world. <laughs> Come on and raise up. <laughs> Definitely yeah, spin him around your head like a helicopter. God, that's prime. Come on and raise up. Take Steven, spin him around your head like a helicopter. I wonder if Petey Pablo's busy right now. Who I am mean, I? Could, he, could he really release another remix? Maybe. Like an All Planets remix? Because he had the All Cities remix? We could probably buy him like a fucking <laughs> cup of coffee and maybe a goddamn chicken sandwich and see what we can get out of yeah. him. Who am I? Son of Moog, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, you ha- you know the song. You know the song. You <laughs> have to know it. <laughs> I'm going to be looking it up after the episode. Klingon home world. Come on and come raise, on raise up. up. Take your shirt off. Spin moves around your head. Twist them like a helicopter. The cool part is all I had to do was Google Petey Pablo and raise up came on. Like there's nothing yeah. else. Like it's cool. That's back in the days when... Uh, you buy CDs, so I had that CD. <laughs> I gotta sit through a whole McDonald's ad to get to Petey Pablo. It's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Ba, 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 ba. I'm right. loving it. Can you hear it or no? Yeah, it has to prove that he's in North Carolina. Dennis, I mean, Ben, can you hear it? No. It's looking very 90s. <laughs> you guys can't hear it? No. no. All right, then I'll but just. This is Don't Drink Juice in the Hood. With your boys. I saw this movie. Is he in the Coast Guard? 
It's very interesting when you can't hear the music (laughs) to watch it. (laughs) He's just very much into North Carolina for some reason. Well, that's where he's from. I don't know, man. I mean, he lists yeah. he lists off at like fifteen cities in North Carolina in the song. Come on, are there Ashley. are 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 there fifteen cities in uh, North Carolina? Greensboro, Raleigh, Mecklenburg Ashburg. County, Asheville, Charlotte, <laughs> Research Triangle. <laughs> I, I don't think that's south of the border. Come on and raise up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's in South Carolina. Sorry. Close enough for Petey Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it's on the border, so some of it is in. No, no sir. By definition, no, sir. By definition, it is south of the border. Your song is now invalid. What are you a geography major? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. There you go, Petey Pop. I, I, I have. Ben, my he does not want to argue with geography. you. He just wants you to take your shirt off, spin it around your head, and twist it like a helicopter. That's all he's asking. He just wants, is that too much to ask? He just wants you to take off your shirt. And spin it around your head, Ben. Why do you have to make twist it, so it like a helicopter? This isn't a goddamn high school class here. This is about taking your shirt off and spinning it around your head. Well, obviously, it's not a high school class because this entire endeavor of taking off your shirt and spinning it like a helicopter. There you go. I just put it in the in the chat. So you, if you want to, if you're yeah. interested in hearing a song that came out like it's a good Timbaland beat twenty years ago, probably. Now, with him being from uh, North Carolina, do you think? that whatever influenced him to make his beats, uh, Timbaland was similarly uh, influenced since he's from this region. Timbaland is from... Timbaland produced his album. He wrote the beats. Oh, well, then that would be a direct influence, yes. Petey Pablo. Is he still doing stuff? Arrested, incarceration. Hmm, That's sad. 2010, he was arrested carrying a stolen 9mm. He's really fucking up in the ante there. Yeah, you don't um, just get that nine mil, you get the stolen nine He mil. was sentenced to 35 months in prison. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and that's Plaxico at, time. He was at Fort Dix. <laughs> and then the he, fuck? He was is really there a prison in Fort Dix or is that army prison? Uh, he, was, he was held at Federal Correctional Institute Fort Dix. I'm sure there's one there. There's a, there's a prison at uh, Montgomery Air Force Base. Wow. They, oh, the prisoners there? actually go and like, clean the trash in the, in the schoolhouses there. Wow, because my MEPS was in Montgomery. Was that the the air base there? Yeah, Montgomery or Maxwell Air Force Base. Max, yeah. Holy yeah, shit. there's a there's a prison on there. Huh. No idea. I just know that they told us if uh, we Petey were disorderly, Pablo. the oh, local sorry. police would shoot us. Petey Pablo went to jail a lot because he spent five years in prison in 1993 for armed robbery. A lot of his songs are about being in prison. Well, there you go. <laughs> you got to write about what you know. Well, he, you know what? He's got the credit. He's, uh, he, he doesn't want people to think that he's, uh, you know, some kind of faker. Uh, he, he, he did the time so that he could then yeah. do the songs. I believe his blues over here, greens over there line is a reference to being in prison. Uh, Petey Pablo, his discipline. I thought it was Smurfs and Orion slave girls, but okay, let's go. Yeah. That's what that's what they call them on the inside. Yeah, the, the Smurfs over there, Orion slave girls over there. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what? What? Sorry. You got to dehumanize them, man. <laughs> yes, um, Petey Pablo. Goddamn Smurfs think they're people. Yeah. Fuck those Orion slave girls. And then, uh, I mean, seriously, fuck them. Fuck <laughs> every them. chance. Go. They really want it. They're super into it, so you should. But yeah, and then it just kind of ends. Like they blow up the other ship, and then everything's fine. 
to the rescue the uh, Trogdor people? Yeah, but they don't show it. It's all done off camera. They kind of sum it up in Worf's log at the end. Yeah, and then, like, it's weird, too, because then, like, Kira, when... There's also, like, a, I guess Kira's fasting for some religious holiday. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Emissary it's Day. For, yeah, Emissary Day. It's for, yeah. it's for Cisco, and he doesn't want to be there because, I mean, come on, that's got to be weird. It'd be like your birthday, but really, really awkward. <laughs> yeah. um, people basically worshiping you because it's the day where, like, they, they're celebrating that the fucking prophets brought you to them, which is just odd. I don't know how he gets anything done because like, it's weird that they only play that up every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like people should be bowing to him all the time. Yeah. Like he should be living like Hakeem and fucking coming to America where people are just throwing rose petals at his feet all the time. The royal penis is clean. <laughs> yeah, right. the, cap- the captain's penis is clean. Yes. The emissary's penis is clean. You're emissary. <laughs> like you don't have to say it twice. Just put my penis yeah, in your mouth. Just, yeah, just clean. See, I, I think, <laughs> I, think the, I don't think the emissary is, is, quite i mean yeah he, i mean I'm trying to find what level he's at because th- they have be up a, there i mean uh well, you kai get a fast wind is always day. up his ass they have a whole day well yeah but, but at the same time yeah kai win doesn't you know back down from him though like she's she's in the system enough that she's just like oh emissary you, you know someday bless you 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 will understand the way but you know and it but she doesn't really like kowtow to him and it's yeah. like why do you know and, and then he's always had that starfleet morality where he's just like oh i'm not going to use my position to you know to get free sex yeah oh no he does that he just I doesn't would. get like free coffee i'd be the get. worst emissary <laughs> <laughs> the prophets deem like, hey the prophet said you got to do it just you know <laughs> i i i don't want this uh, they said there's got to be an emissary day every week instead of once a year. Sorry, guys. Or get my penis clean. Yeah. Steak and a blowjob. Start want to make the profits mad. Start cleaning. Start cleaning this penis. Every day is three fourteen. <laughs> Start cleaning this penis. Let's go. Chop chop. This penis ain't cleaning itself. I, I refuse to use the term chop chop when I'm talking about the penis. I'm sorry. This penis ain't cleaning itself. Uh, now, Cisco's kind of into that. Yeah. Huh? He's into a lot of weird shit. Judo chop. Right. But yeah, so like, um, but Kira, uh, like when, when Cisco's kind of out of it, she's, she kind of like, she treats it like almost like a therapy session. Like she's trying to talk to him. And she's like, I don't understand why I just can't talk to you like a person. I've always kept you at arm's reach because I'm, you're the emissary. And it's just really weird between us. And like, she has like this kind of strange, like psycho was, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend vibe going on. Was Ronald Moore uh, involved with this episode? Not at yeah. all. Yeah, he's the supervising producer. Uh, well, okay. He didn't write it or direct it, so I guess he was like, no, no, Kira, be more weird. Yeah. Well, no, the, um, the running theme in Ronald well, Moore's space career, Jesus. Space, space Jesus. Jesus, always with the Space Jesus. Okay, well, there's there's a lot of that going on here. Yeah. There's And it's and it seems out of sorts. Like, it's very – like, there are two parts of this episode that seem very out of character, which was Julian, like you said earlier. We thought we were past that with Julian and Dax. Yeah. And then, you know, Major Kira just babbling on oddly about well, how And that's the weird thing, too, is because they – Cisco's been there for, what, three years now? Yeah. And four. just four, now yeah. – yeah, this is the fourth year that he's there. And just now, she's like, you know, we really don't have a personal relationship. 
and it, and she's psychoanalyzing it because well, you, I, you, you're I want, the emissary and blah blah blah. I've always kept my distance, et cetera, et cetera. I want you to be my personal Jesus. And I know it makes you uncomfortable, but I don't, I'm losing you, and I'm just going to pray. So she starts yeah. oddly praying in front of. Sisters. Well, I, I think she doesn't want to be the one who's responsible for killing the emissary. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to be fair, if he goes, they're probably all going to go because this is pretty dire at this point. I mean, like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of smoke and fire. Um, things don't look well. Worf's ponytail though looks really good. It's it's held up always on point. But then, like, then Cisco comes at him, and then at the end of the episode, like, Cisco invites her to watch a baseball game. You know, like, and, and that that's her penance. Yeah, that no, the, yeah, right. Like, you'll never want to be my friend after this. <laughs> Although I will say, going to a baseball game is a good way to get to know somebody. It's fun. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of downtime. You, I just, you have to talk about something. I went yesterday with my son, and it was great. Like the whole family went. Him and I were talking. I was teaching Sophie how to keep score, and oh, like, it was oh that's awesome. Like it was cool, um, but like the weird part about it is when you see it, like Cisco invites her, and she's smiling like the kid in the Mean Joe Green commercial who catches his jersey. <laughs> she's got this big, like shit-eating, like odd, like he finally accepts me as a. It was just a really, it's just really odd. It just struck me as uncomfortable. And I passed that with their relationship. I mean, I, is this in a hold? Was this episode written like earlier? I don't know, like for second season so, or something. And yeah, then, I mean, like Ben, do do that? Does it ever establish later on that they're like good friends? I think so. I think once the, like the she's on the same up, like with Jadzia or whatever, because like her and Jadzia seem to be buddies. She and Jadzia definitely have bonded a lot more than she and Cisco. Yeah. I I don't think that. Uh, I don't Jake, think that Jake Maurice, tried to bond with her that one time. Yeah. I think they were trying to bond with each other though, to be fair. I think like in the one episode where Jake, where fucking Cisco dies, Jed, you know, Kira's like, Hey, if you need anything, let me suck you off. <laughs> you are, I mean, you are the emissary son. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Son of emissary. Let me, gets let me all see the that same privilege. emissary junior dick. Yeah, he gets all the Bajoran. <laughs> I mean, Hey Jake, you're, you're 18 now, right? He gets, he gets all the Bajoran domes. So, just say the word, buddy. But, uh, no, I think hey, that, I, my dad's the emissary. I'll be down on you like a fucking circus seal. <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good joke, Ben. That was good. I like it. It's very funny. Rattle along. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Then it's just over. It's just everybody grows a little bit after this. Yeah, but some of the growth is just uh, unnecessary and kind of weird. It's like Most I thought we already is. had it. I thought we had this growth already, but uh, I guess not. So, like the only uh, the only yeah, really more. meaningful growth probably is like Worf learning how to deal with enlisted people because the Enterprise there was only one enlisted person on the whole ship. It was O'Brien, <laughs> yeah. Chief O'Brien. So everybody left. else, everybody else went to the academy, and you know they were professionals or whatever. But yeah, these oh, Simon Tarsus, Simon Tarsus was also enlisted. Who that? Uh, from the drumhead, he was the the young uh, medical tech that was oh, the getting Romulan put on grandfather. Romulan, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but you know, uh, like 
on DS9, most of the Starfleet people are enlisted, it seems yeah. like. Well, you're not going to send your best officers out to that shithole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what the f- Yeah, you got your choice there. Uh, you graduated the academy. Do you want, uh, we got uh, Yorktown, Enterprise, Saratoga, shithole. <laughs> shithole. Uh, go to the shithole. And uh, the Reliant. Yeah. Send me so to the shithole. Send me to the place where the really powerful aliens might kill me. Shithole, please. Oh, well, that would be Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> That's every week, unless you're transporting ambassadors, which is every other week. Shithole, please. Send well, I mean, me. that's, that's basically what Bashir did. Yeah. Because well, Bashir's a glory hound. Explore that. He was running, running from his problems. Yeah. No, well, his yeah. Cocaine addiction. His sex addiction. Well, he had that meth lab, you know. But, and sex. Yeah. And sex. Everything was going great until he started, you know, joking around with one of the underclassmen and they were lighting farts in the meth lab and then <laughs> I can't do that. And it's sex. Well yeah, that goes with I said meth lab. And sex. That's cool All right. for sex. So Ben has to give this episode an incomplete because he didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah. I, I will watch and report back with that's a, a number. Uh, Dennis, what did you think of the episode, buddy? It uh, wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I'd say it's like a five. Middle of the road. All right. Um, there were things that I really liked about it. Like I thought we got off to a smashing start. There was a lot of fighting and a lot of cool stuff, and I was super into it. Uh, and then like it just kind of slowed down and there was just like there was character exposition that I felt was completely a unnecessary and b out of yeah. out of well, there sorts. were there were too many stories there was an a story a b story a c story and a d story yeah it's like that was, there was too much stuff going on like the only one that I found kind of remotely interesting I guess was I guess Worf with the I, I liked Worf and I like Quark. The other two yeah. just the other two just felt like like you said, Dennis, like season two. Yeah. You know, it just didn't it didn't it didn't gel with what's been happening on the on the series. But with Worf being a new character and his relationship with all these new people, that I think that had to be done. And just the kind of lakes that Quark goes through to to make a book to explain his philosophy more which again i don't even think you need that much i mean he's willing to sell out his own mother you know well i think it, the, the cool thing about that is how he turns this guy around because at the beginning of the episode the guy never wants to even talk to quark again and by yeah. the end they're like hey what kind of business can we do they're bff let, yeah. let me play dabo with you yeah let me let me fuck your dabo girls that's what, what? it's really yeah. he handed over the dabo girls I don't think that's allowed. I mean, it is for Quark. Come on. Quark don't be naive, Ben. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is that kind of establishment. Well said, Ben. Well, if not, then you can go into the hollow deck and pretend you're fucking a Dabo girl. Yeah, except they do put real Dabo girls in there. Yeah. <laughs> They're not holograms. It's please, not do not phaser, yeah. please do not phase the Dabo girls. No, that's even better. It's like, oh, no, I thought she was a hologram. That's yeah. why I choked her until the phaser got here. <laughs> <laughs> but then, Dennis... Shh, shh, shh. Don't cry. You're just a hologram. <laughs> Dennis, you gave the episode a, a five. I'm going to give it a, a five, too. Like, it was all right. 5.2? No, a five as well. I'll give oh, it a okay. five as well, you fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> 
I had no idea you were my eighth grade English teacher. <laughs> that, that was always our running joke when I was a kid. Whenever you'd say, oh, I like Star Trek. And somebody'd say, I like Star Trek too. Yeah, Rethicon was the best one. But yeah, dirt, dirt, dirt. Um, but yeah it, uh, some of the character exposition just felt unnecessary. So yeah. there you go. We, uh, we, we ventured off into a faraway land talking about Russell Brand and West Ham United, but I thought we came back with some quality Star Trek. Some of, the best, some of the best Lost in Space discussion this week. I got to finish that. But if you want to listen to more Lost in Space uh, talk, you can listen to Ben's new podcast uh, called, what's it, Ben? Lost in the Sauce. Lost in the Sauce. And, and if you want to check out the Orville stuff, it's getting ready to come back on. You can listen to the Wilbur. That's Ben's other podcast. Yeah. All these podcasts are still in production. They, they're they never going to get made. So um, Lost in the Sauce actually may have just been a hallucination when I was uh, drinking that bottle of uh, absinthe while drinking. Yeah. And uh, if, on the grinder. if we get 500 people on Patreon, we'll do a Lost in Space podcast. No, no, but I, I, I will stand by that $500 donation and grinder. Now you have yes. to pay for your own weekend pass. No, the grinder that's free. You have, that's you have to stand by grinder. All those, <laughs> grinder those are you know, be hot and hit uh, that little chat button. And then, <laughs> but uh, be hot or available. Yes. That makes me sad because we, we have the new VoIP phones at work and then it ties in with your Skype for business or whatever. And your status is, you know, like in a meeting or busy and then mine's always available. And every time I see that, I'm just like, oh, that's mm. depressing. Yours is grinding. <laughs> <laughs> just, let me just – it was bad enough that my son was talking to his mother and he's like, we, we should help dad make a, uh, a Tinder uh, profile. He's probably gonna die alone. Oh, my God. and I'm like, Jesus Christ, son! It's so so terribly inconsiderate, but correct. Yes, <laughs> you know, Dad enjoys being alone. Well, we all die alone, son. <laughs> you will been, too. <laughs> I, I've always known I'll die alone. Well, that's yeah. you know what you know what. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> I got nowhere to go from there. I got no out. I got. Ben, like, ben plans on dying on a bridge with Picard. Yeah. Thank you. You got the the Jim right. Kirk reference. All right. It's Star Trek. All right. I was. I don't know. At that point, I was more thinking about just the sadness no, of your life. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell. You, I'm I'm happier than I've been in days. Um, <laughs> and it has a lot to do with Grinder last night. But um, no. Uh, what was it? Star Trek Nemesis was so bad. I bring this up because you mentioned How Venom. Was it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was so bad that I have avoided movies featuring tom hardy really like i like i hated his performance in that movie so much and that movie as a whole so much i would say i i cannot i can't think of a time i've ever watched a movie knowing that he was in it like i haven't seen the 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 third batman movie i'm just depriving yourself i I understand that that's why i'm really hoping because he was so shit in that movie i'm like he nothing this man can do can ever be good so i'm really hoping venom is good to be fair i haven't seen that third batman movie either just because i just don't give a fuck i I get so tired of that you don't have to see it well then it's not even i think like the second film was just so wonderful i'm like i'm good like i'm content 
Like I just I hate new takes on Bane. I walked away. There's three movies for people can't understand It is pretty hard to understand what he says in the movie. I mean, I just both of them. I walked away from the Batman films because I was perfectly fine. I'm like, I'm good, dude. Like, if I never see another Batman movie again, I'm I'm set. I don't know how many hours I've lost to The Dark Knight being on TNT. Like, oh shit, now I gotta watch the rest of this. Yeah, I love. You know, I never got. Uh, maybe I just missed the magic. I, I enjoyed the Dark Knight when I saw it, but I haven't gone back. Oh, that's great. But I've it gone back to 1989 a Batman. Million plot holes times. when you think about it, but it's right. it's still wonderful to watch. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think that I enjoy the film so much. I've never tried to watch it like super critically like that. I've never been like this movie's full of stupid stuff because i just i'm enamored by yeah, it's not stupid it's just like when you if you sit back and think about it you're like well how did the joker rig the hospital to blow up that fast and all the bridges and tunnels and on the same day part of it may just be because they don't really explain the passage of time that well in the show or in the movie yeah. it was actually yeah. 16 years later <laughs> it, <might be. laughs> it took just, a while i was really impressed with the range of performances in it like i thought heath ledger was great um yeah What's his name? Uh, the uh, Harvey uh, Dent, man. He was awesome. Harvey Dent's amazing. I don't like that guy. He was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he was wonderful in that film. And that's the only thing that I've ever seen that I really like him in. I, He's good I, in uh, I, Thank You for, thank for, you for Smoking. He's I was, pretty good I was just about to say that I really like Thank You for Smoking. Yeah. And, then he was, and then what's his name? The dude who plays fucking um, the, uh, the, the cop, Gordon. He's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I just really. And uh, of course, we burnt the forest down. <laughs> we burnt down the forest. Uh, it's weird, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I, I, I've never yeah. seen uh, uh, a Tom Hardy film. And I, again, you don't I have think- to. It's, it's, it's good, but you don't have to see it. Well, that's the thing is, I, I have not seen a Tom Hardy film because of his performance in Star Trek. You haven't Trek. seen Inception? I haven't seen Was it. he in it? Yeah. He's, I he's wa- wonderful I, in it. I kind of watched it on a plane coming back from the Middle East. So I may or may not have actually I've I've seen the significant portion the of it. The semi-fruity tough guy. Then I don't know who you're talking about. That's your that's your grinder hookup last night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there he was a yeah, semi-fruity tough guy. He's a guy who's always picking on Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the movie. No. Nah. I am um, no recollection of that part. But again, like I said, I just kind of watched at it because, you know, yeah, I love flight attendants. But um, I, uh, no, and and part of that is I think Nemesis was just a bad film. I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Tom it was, Hardy's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's a, I just didn't like Tom Hardy in that movie. I think the character that he played was, I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's just it was such a bad character. And I think the way he delivered his lines. I don't know if it was how badly written the character was. Or if it was his acting ability. Would because you say I, it's badly written because it doesn't remind you of what Picard should be like at that age? Well, multiple layers of that. I, I definitely think that for the that's definitely the writer's fault and the producers for making him into who he was instead of who we saw in uh, the Monkey Heart episode when he, or the Q episode when he goes back to when he got his Monkey Heart, his robot Monkey Heart. Now I want to go um, watch Nemesis. I just like here's the thing Nemesis was the first Star Trek movie I did not see in the theater. Well, the only Star Trek movie I didn't see. No, in you're the not theater. the only one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, well, yeah, but I mean, I've even seen the, the Jar Jar Treks in theater. Yeah, but, but they had a Nemesis, 
for those. But then the other thing is when it came to DVD, I didn't pick it up. And then when I finally did get it in the discount bin, it stayed wrapped in plastic on my shelf for months, if not years. It was like I lost the house. And as I'm packing up, I'm like, oh, I never got around to watching this. And then I like watched it uh, just before I went underway on the ship for a few weeks. And we reviewed it. And, I, uh, and again, the lasting image of Star Trek The Next Generation is the ship in dry dock, which is a real bummer. <laughs> like that's the way it ends. Like there's the ship in dry dock. That's the end of our franchise because that movie was so bad. It was so bad. It did kill the entire <laughs> franchise. The entire franchise. And data is brain damaged. Yeah. Never know how that ends. Blue skies. You got to read the books. Not canon, skies. bro. Yeah. On screener. It didn't happen. Not canon, bro. And I don't care what Jar Jar says, they're not canon. I oh, agree. but the prequel, prequel comics in the video game that we produced, but not the other ones, that, that's canon because I'm in charge of canon now. Fuck you with your in charge of canon. Hey, I look at Star Trek now as a, as a franchise on the rise, bro, because disco. Disco's the only hope we have of the future. Hey, at Big Hope, and I just to mean to end on a positive note, uh, Viacom, CBS, Paramount, that whole they're trying to merge back together and if they do i haven't haven't seen what the latest news on that is but i know earlier in the year they were trying to work out and negotiate a merger merger. and if 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 that happens then movie star trek and tv star trek will be under the same company again that's cool and that will solve a lot of the problems that we've uh, had in the last aren't they doing another movie and their star trek 4 coming out they are doing another movie uh i think they said they greenlit two more movies and uh what was it um the the fourth movie will be directed i forget the woman's name but it'll be the first star trek directed by a woman yeah thanks wonder woman yeah and then uh, i heard and jessica jones the fifth movie is going to be directed by enrico palazzo <laughs> well see they, they've already <laughs> holding on it's enrico palazzo <laughs> holding with their their uh i i really hope that uh, in avengers 4 enrico palazzo gets the infinity gauntlet <laughs> And then somebody, Robert Downey Jr. will go, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> then I can die. Well, Star Trek Four will, they've confirmed, involve uh, Star uh, time travel. Yeah, which I saw and I was like. Which, Ugh. it's like, really? Maybe it's, maybe it's early. It's early. Just it's early. no well you know, probe, please. It's early. It's early. It's early. You know, but stop ripping off. Just. Stop ripping off the classic shit. It's really, maybe it won't be, maybe that's just them trying to throw people off their scent. Yeah, maybe they'll go forward in time. Yeah. Or maybe. Well, no, because they've already, what's his name? Thor's going to be in it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Thor? I thought, is Thor? Isn't Thor Kirk's dad? I thought it was was the other brother. Mm -mm. Oh, is it? I don't know. It's Thor. Them Hemsworths all look alike and they all hot. Uh, okay. I thought they were just trying to cash in. All right. Well, there you go. So that may be the Avengers connection. Maybe. Maybe they're going to combine universes. Of it's uh, Patton Oswalt's uh, filibuster. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be true. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I saw that the other day. We'll go watch that. Yeah, I, I tweeted that link out a, little, a couple of days ago, I think. Okay. That might have been when I seen it then. Because yeah. uh, every time that's, uh, that's my crypto, I have to stop. It's just like, oh. Patton Oswalt died of filibuster. There you go. Yeah. 
All right, dudes. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Um, so, 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 so thanks. So, so many thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you Bye, soon. Bye, everybody.